Today's show is proudly sponsored by CAI Neurodiverse Solutions, named to the 2022 Forbes Best Diversity Employers list. CAI Neurodiverse Solutions is an employer of choice. It can help you establish and expand your neurodiversity employment program by replacing the traditional interview process with their talent discovery session, a hands-on evaluation conducted by their team of neurodiversity certified recruiters. They can quickly identify exceptional capabilities and help place talent in roles that provide a multitude of benefits to both the employer and the employee. If you're interested in learning more about how CAI Neurodiverse Solutions can help your business, please contact CAI Neurodiverse Solutions at CAI.io. The future of work isn't about shareholder value, technology, metrics, or automation. It's about being human and putting people first through actionable love. Welcome to the Love in Action podcast, where we hold deep conversations with extraordinary people to help you grow as a leader and expand your business. Here's your host, Marcel Schwantes. Welcome to another episode of the Love in Action podcast. Hey, we're heard in over 160 countries around the world. And we are the only show that explores the powerhouse business principles of love and care. And we do it to help you transform your workplaces, create business impact, and make the world a better place. Glad you could join us. Spread the love by sharing this episode with a friend. And hey, if you like the show, we would be grateful if you could leave us a rating and a review on iTunes as well. Now, we've been spending some time this month talking about removing barriers and obstacles to creating more diverse and and inclusive workplaces for all people. You'll recall last week, the focus was on how we must include people with disabilities in the DEI conversation. We're going to expand on that today by talking about neurodiversity and shine the spotlight on neurodivergent individuals. Okay, so I'm sure some of you are hearing either term for the first time, neurodiversity, neurodivergent individuals. I know I did when this stuff came across my desk for the first time. So I knew I needed to learn more. And so I'm going to let my guest today explain to us what neurodiversity is so we can expand our understanding of diversity and inclusion. Anthony Pasilio will join us shortly. Anthony is recognized domestically and internationally as an expert in neurodiverse employment. As the vice president of CAI Neurodiverse Solutions, Anthony has expertise managing neurodiversity recruiting efforts, developing candidate pipelines, and ensuring best business practices for onboarding support, training, and organizational success. He also leads global expansion efforts for neurodiverse solutions at CAI. Anthony is also one of the authors of the Autism at Work Playbook, which is a leading guide for neurodiverse employment practices, which is written in partnership with Microsoft, SAP, EY, JP Morgan Chase, in Washington University's Information School. Previous roles include Vice President and Global Head of Autism at Work for JP Morgan Chase and Company in a variety of technical and commercial roles in the banking, finance, and the healthcare industries. And speaking of CAI Neurodiverse Solutions, you know, I get excited when I feature organizations such as these because, well, they ooze love in action and what they do and and what their mission is about. For nearly a decade, CAI, a technology services firm, this is the parent company, CAI, they've been helping Fortune 1000 organizations increase their diversity and productivity with neurodivergent employees. Their offering is called CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. And it is an end-to-end neurodiversity employment program, which brings in highly skilled technical talent 
to solve complex business challenges while saving time and money. That program's mission is to build innovative business solutions that deliver results with while developing rewarding, long-lasting careers for the neurodiverse community and leading the way to an inclusive workforce environment. So in short, it enriches companies' cultures and strengthens their reputations. But you know what? More importantly, it gives meaning to incredibly talented individuals. So within the last year, CAI has been named a top 50 company in corporate social responsibility by the National Diversity and Leadership Conference. They scored the top score on Disability In's 2021 Disability Equality Index. And they were also named a best place to work for disability inclusion. And most recently, they won the 2022 Forbes Best Employer for Diversity. Now, listen, when you talk about designing a diversity, equity and inclusion strategy in your workplace or, you know, building a more, quote, inclusive workplace, it has to truly be inclusive. It has to truly show diversity in the people that you hire and promote. So I'm jazzed to feature CAI Neurodiverse Solutions on the show because they're getting to the heart of workplace inclusion by embracing this, this, this untapped talent pool, folks, that really we should all embrace as leaders, as CEOs, as, as HR professionals, okay? And they're doing it by helping this unreached talent pool really fulfill their greatest potential as human beings. That's the part that really speaks to me. There's love in that. And you'll find that for you, Mr. Business Owner, Mr. CEO, this is really good for your workplace. And we're going to get into the benefits of having this talent pool work for you. And obviously, this is also good for business. I can't wait to learn more from our guest and to talk about this outstanding program. Anthony Pasilio, it's such an honor. Welcome to the Love and Action Podcast. Thank you so much, Marcel. I am uh, I am jazzed to be here as well. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's uh, I, it's one of those conversations where I'm looking at the calendar, going, ah, is it is it that date yet? Because I I've been so looking forward to having this. Okay, so before we dive into um, you know what you do and and more importantly what CAI Neurodiverse Solutions does, we always start the show with this. You ready? Sure. What's your story? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's an ever changing story, which is a good thing, right? So you should always be be looking ahead. But uh, to try to go back a little bit and and give you kind of a color of how my story kind of translates into the the neurodiversity world, you know, long time ago in a land far far away, you know, I was a radio and television major getting out of college, and uh, you know, at that point. It wasn't paying the bills, so I, I moved into the financial industry, which will lead me right to where I am today. And so, in that that early career, you know, you kind of you're developing your own skill sets. You're looking around, seeing you know the talent next to you and in front of you and behind you, and and what it looks like. And I think over the number of years and twenty plus years, because I'm old now, you know, you kind of develop a little bit more of a look back, meaning those times previous to to getting full-time employment, you're looking back on your friends, you're looking back on what did I miss along the way? What did I not help with? What what was my empathy like? And I think as I progressed through my financial career, uh, I came to a large financial institution, you mentioned JP Morgan Chase, in about 2013 or 14, they were developing an autism at work program. Um, and it just so happened I was in the right place in time where we started that program. And obviously I was the global head, uh, you know, a little bit after that for a number of years. But really what that, what that kind of built for me is, wow, we are missing a world of talent. And we're going to get into some of those things, Marcel, in a little bit. But what I do today in helping companies build 
infrastructure and programs for neurodiversity programs stems from a very, very, very long time ago with an individual who was very close to me and people not understanding who that young man was. And if we had programs like we're going to talk about today in CAI Neurodiverse Solutions, way back then, we would have been way ahead of this curve that we're hitting right now of finding that untapped talent and putting those individuals who are so talented and have so many great skill sets to work uh, and finding them, again, meaningful, long-lasting careers. So, all of the things that went about in my life, you know, from family to friends to right now, kind of built who I am today and what kind of my path is and journey with CAI Neurodiverse Solutions now. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that uh, that story. It's part of your journey. Okay, so this conversation is really going to be like peeling layers of an onion, right? We're going to yeah. we're going to do it in. And don't worry, we're going to get to all the definitions and and all that stuff. But I thought that right off the top, let's get familiar with CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. So I gave the intro, right? But I want to hear it in your own words and maybe capture the heart of the organization. So how would you describe it? Yeah. So I think that, you know, the best way to go about looking at that is we are looking at putting people to work who didn't have that shot before because there are certain things in the employment model throughout a lot of companies and organizations that they're missing, right? So it's an end-to-end employment program. You mentioned that earlier. You know, you're looking for that untapped talent, but you're getting a set of individuals who have different uh, thinking patterns, who recognize different processes and can actually, you know, broaden companies' returns on investments. Not only that, but we are looking at the individual first, right? So we're always a person-first organization. We're making sure that the person that we're bringing in from a CAI Nerdverse Solutions model is the right person for the right client. So let's say very quickly to to kind of build on that, you're a a technical technical firm and you're looking for a software engineer, let's say. We're finding that talent on the upfront. Part of our jobs are to be the outreach and the, the talent organization, but we're also there to make sure that the skill sets that the individual have match the clients and also flip it, reverse it that the client is the right prospect for the individual. It's just not finding the individual to put in a job. It's making sure that the individual that we're putting in that job is going to have support systems, going to have mentors, going to have everything that they need to be successful. So, you know, we talk about innovation and results, but really we want these folks, these neurodivergent individuals who haven't had the chance to build a career, have career mobility like everybody else. And for far too long, Marcel, I know we're going to talk about it a little later, far too long that's been on the back burner. Our job is to ensure that we have a seat at the table now, but we want to talk. We want to be right along with everybody else in the diversity space and making sure that neurodivergent individuals are looked at and ensured that they can have an opportunity to get that long career. Yeah. Okay. So I know that we're off to the races talking about CAI neurodiverse solutions, right? And we're about to go into the employment programs, et cetera. But let me pull back a little bit because I thought, wait a minute, CAI neurodiverse solutions was born out of CAI. So maybe speak to CAI first in general, and then we can continue to drill down on the uh, neurodiverse solutions at CAI. Yeah, CAI is a, a technology services firm. Been around for for forty years. Has about sixty five hundred employees. Work in a, a variety of technological fields: software engineering, uh, like service desk. You know, um, a, a bunch of different technology uh, job families. And CAI Neurodiverse Solutions is an arm of that company, right? We have public sector, commercial sector, and then you have CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. So we are one of the, the main tenants of CAI. And you know, over those past 40 years, uh, our, our CEOs and president have understood 
that there's always been talent, right? But there's even more talent that was undiscovered. So born out of that is CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. So, you know, we're with a lot of the uh, the top 1,000 uh, uh, companies, um, but I think we have in the CAI Neurodiverse Solutions, we have an ability to actually go into some of those companies that don't have a neurodiversity program and try to help build that as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So I want to set the table for our conversation with some definitions because really understanding the neurodivergent population. Okay. So maybe we can start with what is neurodiversity? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, obviously these terms have evolved uh, over a number of years. In Neurodiversity is, is typically a broader term that encompasses neurological variations, which include uh, ASD or autism spectrum disorder, dyslexia, dyspraxia, you know, mood disorders. So I am neurodivergent myself. I know we're going to talk about neurodivergent, uh, but neurodivergent is simply the individual, right? And so they may experience or perceive things a bit differently. I have extreme social anxiety disorder and depression. So it's kind of funny that Part of my role and responsibilities at CAI Neurodiverse Solutions is speaking about our company and what we do and how we do it. So, yeah, so literally neurodiversity is a, is a broad term to encompass all of those things. And I think most of the programs previous to this were more of a, an autism specific, uh, but the, the neurodiversity in the workplace piece has just uh, blown open uh, additional opportunities for people as well. Yeah. And so, yeah. So let's, let's get, let's drill down even further on the neurodiversity in the workplace. Okay. Because it's in your own words. I mean, explain that a little more in detail. Yeah. So, you know, your neurodiversity in the workplace is bringing in people who think and process things a little bit differently. You know, sometimes people who are not neurodivergent are called neurotypical. Um, and, And honestly, I think, you know, a large portion of, of the world is probably has some neurodiversity uh, or neurodivergence in themselves, but there's a bigger kind of play here. So neurodiversity in the workplace is taking people who have extremely valuable skill sets that might be able to solve complex business challenges who offer a different perspective to that problem solving, or they have different pattern recognition, creative thinking, attention to details. And if you think about it, some of those skill sets are pretty ideal for careers in finance, legal, now a big one, cybersecurity, right? I mean, you hear about that every day. Uh, healthcare research, technology, of course, among others. So I think neurodiversity in the workplace is building a program that takes individuals who have these extremely valuable skill sets and putting them in a place where they're able to succeed, but also be able to give a return on investment. And that's the business case, right? We're not doing this for charity, Marcel. This is a business case. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into more of that as well. But listen, here's the thing for me is that it is now becoming sort of a trending topic in news. I didn't know about it until a PR company reached out to me and and kind of pitched the idea. And, and then so I went and I researched it and I, and I was bumping into article after article on it. And I'm going, where has this been? So why do you think employers are just now starting to realize the, the, the many benefits of hiring neurodivergent individuals? I mean, why the shift all of a sudden? Yeah. And and first, thanks for doing some research on it. Uh, You know, doing these things in in your podcast is is a way to help people understand exactly the benefits of of hiring neurodivergent individuals. And I think, you know, you ask the why now. I mean, this has been around for a while, maybe in a different, you know, in verbiage, you know, autism, uh, but it's been around quite some time, at least, you know, from my perspective, the the last 10 years, but from other people's perspective, you know, past 20, 30 years, I think what is happening now that shift is because of the awareness, right? So if you have corporations such as Microsoft and JPMorgan Chase and EY implementing these types of programs, it absolutely kind of gets out there in the in the news and people are like, hey, what what the heck's going on here? And also, you know, over the past 
probably five years, DEI efforts have, have increased dramatically, right? So we have chief diversity officers and uh, disability organizations within inside these firms. So I think, you know, people are understanding the benefits of it and kind of losing some of that stigma, like, oh, geez, you know, it's it's really tough to start a program like this. Well, that's why there's companies like CAI Neurodiverse Solutions to help those companies build those. And in general, organizations, they just didn't know how. They didn't know how to start a program and support people who, you know, for, for I guess, lack of better terms, sometimes through the interview process, you know, they weren't looking people in the eyes when they were speaking or they weren't giving a firm handshake and people were dismissing that without asking, you know, well, what, what's your skill set like? So there's been a turn in the way that HR organizations are looking at it. We still have a ways to go, obviously, but that's the shift, the awareness, the impactfulness, the return on investment. Those are the shifts. If we start doing this and keep the ball rolling, this will just be commonplace, hopefully in the next 10 years. It should be built into the DNA of organizations on how they hire. Yeah. And it might, you, may, you know, I said shift, you said shift. And I think that we need to acknowledge that the shift that the first shift we need to experience is really a, a shift of the mind. It's a, it's a mindset to want to be more curious rather than make your general assumptions and then, and then kind of lean on that bias that says, no, they're not going to be right for our organization. So it starts with be curious and switch your mind, mindset to, to look at the possibilities. Yeah. And Marcel, one quick thing on that as well is, you know, sometimes programs start because a parent or a guardian knows somebody who either was on the spectrum or has dyslexia or dyspraxia, or, you know, or, the, you know, they're a parent and they, they say, well, geez, you know, I see my sons or daughters aptitude and skill sets. Why is there, why aren't we hiring that individual? And, and that's sometimes can be the greatest catalyst to starting a program. I just wanted to throw that in there for you. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right. Let's talk about the benefits. I mean, Maybe I don't know if you have a case study or or really to speak to that, you know, that decision maker that has to have like that, the 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 business case for it. Yeah. So, you know, it, one thing that always pops out in my mind is when I was at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and and we hired these four individuals to do quality assurance testing, right? They're passing and failing scripts. And, you know. Just just a note here that CAI was actually the first vendor that we utilized to bring in that talent. So it's kind of run full circle for me uh, from a professional standpoint as well. But those four individuals within the first six months, they were 90 to 140% more productive than people who are at the job for five, 10, or 15 years. Now, now take that if you're a manager and you're doubling productivity pass, fail, testing, all this good stuff. What do you think you're thinking about? <laughs> like, are you like, wow, is this an anomaly? Or is this, this is this really the deal? And we actually went even further than that. We started in a, another job family and they were 50 to 75% more productive as well in a different job function altogether. So, I mean, we were proving the business case, the case study to put in play. So once that happens, it becomes wildfire in an organization. They're like, okay, well, if, if it can be done here, can it be done here? And yeah. And, you know, by the time, you know, I had left that organization, they're in 40 different job roles. So that proves the fact that the breadth and the depth of people who are neurodivergent in their abilities to do pretty much any type of job. I know you have countless success stories with your clients that brought in these neurodivergent individuals to work for them. I would love to hear one of them. We're going to do that after a quick break. Hang tight. Hey, Marcel here. I'm so excited that CAI Neurodiverse Solutions is the proud sponsor of today's show. So are you prepared for the rising demand for neurodiverse talent? As the need for highly skilled top talent grows exponentially across most industries, the ability to access, attract, and retain neurodiverse talent is quickly becoming the defining factor for success. 
CAI Neurodiverse Solutions recruits, assesses, and manages neurodivergent individuals who offer a different perspective to analyzing data, problem solving, and creative thinking. Their successful employment model is designed to help you meet your business objectives and goals by bringing the underutilized and untapped talent pool of neurodivergent individuals into the workforce. For more information on the ways CAI Neurodiverse Solutions can help support your DEI goals, business, and sourcing needs, please contact CAI Neurodiverse Solutions at CAI.io. Okay, Anthony, so we love stories. What's a good one for you to share? Yeah. So, so here, there's like 30 of them, you know, there was actually an individual who had a master's degree in technology and was working at a local grocery store, stacking shelves. And that individual, extremely bright, obviously, but couldn't get past the interview. Right. So why is that? Well, when we met this uh, young man who is obviously underemployed for, for what his skill sets were, he said, everybody just kind of dismissed me because I was, you know, it didn't look like I was engaged in the conversation. I heard everything that they had and my answers didn't come back very quickly because he had a processing delay, right? So the question would be asked of this young man and the answer may not come back for 15 or 20 seconds, but the person interviewing is uncomfortable, right? They're like, oh my gosh, that person doesn't know the answer to this. But if they gave him a chance, the answer would have been right along lines of what the answer should have been. So we found that young man a position at a, a firm. And that young man is now thriving in that work environment because of two things. The interview process that we employ, right? Uh, we have mostly an, an extended interview process called a talent discovery session. It's a 40 hour, five day, you know, getting to know you, making sure you have these skill sets, executive function skills, soft skills, but making sure that he was the right person for the client. The client was the right person for him, as we talked about earlier, but he is thriving now. So what that does is it builds confidence, it builds independence. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that this young man is, is thriving in right now. But if people can't see past what's on the outside sometimes and what's, what's just surface, we're missing so many great individuals and opportunities. And it's, it's opportunities for the, the client or the business, but it's more of an opportunity for that young man who didn't think he was ever going to get out of the the local Kroger grocery store. I mean, that's just one of a thousand stories I could talk about. Mm, I think it's important to key in on the fact that, um, you know, neurodivergent individuals, they just, their, their brains think differently. And there's, there's something there that makes them unique. And I was just thinking, you know, Gallup has, has their, um, you know, their, the whole focus on, on focusing on the strengths of the employees, bringing out the strengths, right? And and this this whole coaching movement on coaching for strengths. And I'm thinking, well, a neurodivergent employee has unique strengths in areas that we may not even be aware of. And it's it behooves every leader then to to pull that out of that person so that they can make a, a an impact for the organization. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, so <laughs> it's also understanding how to get that of that individual, right? Sometimes we have to teach people about different ways of going about eliciting that that person's inner skill set, right? So it's about empathy. It's about treating people as human beings, right? So it's, it's about talking to an individual. Okay, maybe that person does have some, some social challenges. Okay, and that's okay. Figure out different ways to communicate. If you figure out different ways to communicate, you're going to open up a Pandora's box of success, uh, confidence, 
um, you know, whether it's, you know, in your organization, but more importantly, it's about the person who's entering your organization. We just need to figure out, you know, the coaching and the mentoring, that support system is probably one of the, the biggest opportunities that organizations need to invest in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we come to that part of the show where we we love to talk about practical the the practical element how to how to do something right the solutions to, uh, focus of the show. So let's transition now that we have a greater understanding of who they are and how can they can benefit the organization. This is right up your alley now. It's talking about the best practices for building a, a successful neurodiversity employment program, uh, which is what you guys do. So what would you say are the key steps that we need to take if we were to do that at our own organizations? Yeah, and, and I think the, the first one is understanding, you know, who might be that executive sponsor. So in organizations, it's it's really imperative that you have somebody who is leading the effort to, to get this done. I think that the next piece is building that business case. What do you need help with? What, what are, what are your, your pain points within your organization? And I think from that, it's, you know, utilizing, let's say, CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. We're kind of the, the impetus to figure out where we're going to get that talent from, right? We need to think differently about the process that we have for interviewing. You know, if you're an organization, think about how you ask questions, uh, what questions you're asking, like, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Not a fair question, not a fair question for somebody who's neurodivergent, not a fair question for just anybody in general. I don't know what I'm going to do in the next three years <laughs> tomorrow for breakfast. What right. do I know? You know, so you need to think about replacing traditional interviews and the barriers that they're already encompassed in there with some hands-on evaluation. So there's, we talked about the talent discovery session. You need to understand, assess, and identify the capabilities of that individual. Learn their communication styles, right? That we just talked about that. That allows people to match their skill sets to the opportunities that they already have. And that's the commitment to the long-term success. You're not just doing that for a short term, but you also got to put people in the right positions. We've talked about that like three times. That is so important. That is for the, the hiring managers and the HR organizations to understand that. The last thing, make sure you create a neurodiverse friendly culture, right? So, and what that really means is make sure you have awareness training for the individuals uh, that are already at your uh, organization and with the neurodivergent individuals that are coming in, right? So we offer awareness training to ensure that. We have team leads that create the, the support mechanism um, between the management and the associates that are coming in. Also, think about this way. So when you're bringing in neurodivergent talent, you're it's going to work kind of backwards sometimes. You, you think by bringing in people that the culture is going to shift on your employees' side, right? You think, okay, well, it's not. It's going to be the reverse. Your employees are going to recognize and understand these individuals who are working side by side with and understanding that they think differently and do things differently and the solutions are different and they're probably awesome. That's that neurodiverse friendly culture will just organically grow and it'll be built into the fabric of your organization. You need to give it a little time to kind of blossom and grow, uh, but it will get there. Mm. So I'm going to recap everything you just said, because I think this is so key to build your own employment program. Okay. So I, I, so I heard you say, the first thing is you got to build a business case. There's got to be a buy-in at the highest levels. You have to have a champion at the top that says, well, all right, this is, we're, we're going in this direction. And, and then, um, and then you got to understand then how to get the talent. Uh, and then once you move into the interview process, it's like, well, how do we, what do we need to do to change our, our interview process? right down to the questions we're asking. What would be questions you want to replace those traditional interview questions with? And to me, this is really key, is really understanding 
and assessing the the individual's capabilities, right? Uh, and how they learn how how they learn how they communicate. Because uh, to me, that that speaks more to the retention part is to keep their employee experience at a high level so that they're engaged and happy at work, et cetera, right? I love that you need to understand what positions are right for them, right? And then the last is is set the expectation for the culture. Hey, we're gonna we're going to be a neurodiverse friendly culture, and and that that really just it's 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 creating that community that accepts and uh, normalizes sort of the, this environment where we, okay, you know they're part of the family now. Absolutely, Marcel, you get it. You definitely yeah. get it. Ooh, wow. Okay, so now that we have um, you know the program in place, we have the steps. All stakeholders have bought in. We're good to go. Okay, now we need to find the people. <laughs> so yeah. walk us through how we can, well, both attract and retain. We, we, we already covered a little bit of, about it, but I want to I get into, um, you know, where they are, because as I understand it, this can be a challenge, right, is the attraction piece. Yeah, right. So you know, over a number of years, I think we we have gotten better at, at recognizing where talent come from comes from. I think you know, CAI Neurodiverse Solutions has over 500 partner organizations, and those partner organizations could be you know support organizations like the Autism Society, but it also can be Easter Seals, but it could be colleges and universities uh, like Landmark College, uh, Marshall University, colleges and universities who have neurodiversity programs already embedded into, you know, the college to career kind of piece that they need to ensure that there's some longevity for those students who are graduating. And then you have your vocational rehab, right, uh, government entities that that who are definitely looking to get their folks into a client or an organization or a company that makes sure that that particular company understands who they are, but also values the work effort that they put in. And also, you know, probably the biggest piece is supporting their needs. So the support mechanism, you know, you, you can find the talent. It takes a little time to do so, but I think, you know, there's other avenues that we're always exploring to find that top talent. But I think, you know, making sure that we're supporting uh, the person coming in is, is very key. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking that you want to design a, a works, a workspace or workplace, whether, well, whether you're virtual in remote settings, or if you're back in the office or hybrid, that is neurodiverse friendly. Talk a little bit about what that looks like. And then let's get into how do how do we retain them long term? Yeah, I, I think everybody thinks that um, you know support mechanisms are costly, right? Accommodations uh, that they're they're thousands of dollars, and I can tell you, Marcel, that they're not right. So you know, from sensory challenges to to grabbing noise canceling headphones, uh, you know, maybe there's other sensory challenges, and maybe you need to locate a person away from a window or not near a TV, or maybe somebody has something with people walking behind them. Well, you can go to five and below or your local dollar store and find a rear view mirror that you can attach to the uh, person's screens. Um, you know, and there's, there's other pieces, you know, for anxiety, we had one young lady who had a red, yellow, green light system. So she came into work and there wasn't any, you know, a lot of anxiety. She she flipped her kind of uh, tab to, to green and everybody knew she was approachable. And if it was yellow, she was kind of struggling a little bit, but still approachable. And if it was red, uh, she probably wasn't at her desk. She was out uh, resetting herself, diminishing the anxiety that she has, and then coming back in and maybe she flips it back to, to yellow or green. These are, there. there's, barely any cost to any of these, but it helps support the person. And retaining that talent, um, we, we want to make sure that we're providing those individuals rewarding long-term careers. We we try not to make them temporary. We want organizations to understand that when we bring in people, we want them to be part of their organization from the first day. Um, we want them to be full-time employees. We want to ensure that there's a pathway within the company that they can grow. Great. Some people want to do the same job for the next 30 years. 
That's fine. But there's other individuals that want to grow and they want to move up the food chain. And that's, you know, what you need there is mentorship programs and people to help them along the way, but also have that uh, career path already documented uh, when the person starts the job. And I think, you know, I think it's for, for us, it's, it's not about ensuring that we're placing people and then, then we're, we're out. It's about, we are a full fledged program to make sure that these individuals are mentored and they're continually growing uh, with one of our team leads who are the catalyst and the glue to make sure that these people are, you know, obviously supported, but they're also helping them grow. And that's kind of the difference with CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. Yeah, well, that's true. And what I find is that there's really no difference between what they desire in as an employee than most people want. You know, we want career development. We want mobility. We we'll want to be have professional development opportunities. And I just I just find that it's unique that we we can provide that because they see it less and less. So we're we're bringing them into an inclusive environment and really providing them what we provide for everyone else to in order to engage and develop them. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree, myself. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned in the story, um, the the story that you mentioned about the gentleman that you know that went from stocking shelves to a large organization, and I know that this program is making a difference in people's lives. So I want I just want to uh, want you to to highlight sort of the compassion piece here. There's true care and compassion. Maybe an example of the impact that it's having on the candidates themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think there's there's two things. It's impact on the candidates, and it's it's also an impact on the the parents or guardians. Uh, a very quick story: a while back, you know, an, a young lady got a job at a financial institution, and very very reserved, and was 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 doing your job very well. But here's what happened: when you do your job well and you feel supported. You start to build confidence, and that confidence turns into independence. So the confidence piece was she she never drove, right? She never got her license, but she came to me and said, "You know what? I think I would like to get my license." I'm like, "That is awesome!" So we kind of helped her. You know, I didn't do the work for her; she did all the work. But we kind of you know sat down and went through what it's like to get a driver's license, right? And so from that driver's license, it it built like, I'm going to maybe get my own place. Okay. That's awesome. So now we're looking at apartments and, you know, now she's cooking and cleaning in that apartment and she's doing things for herself. Here's, here's the last piece of that. Parents are always, and I say always, and I can be very, you know, demonstrative in that worried about their children. What was going to happen after they're gone? If, they didn't have that independence. Well, not anymore, right? So I get a phone call from a parent who's obviously emotional, thanking us, you know, for helping her get a job, but then all the other things. And she literally said, you know, I was worried about where my daughter was going to be when I was gone. And now I don't have to do that because I know that she can do this on her own. That's hugely powerful. Yeah. It is. It just it, and it builds their confidence as well, doesn't it? It does indeed. Well, I want to as we wind down here, transition to um, well your leadership journey, Anthony, and maybe tap into your career success. We have a lot of listeners that are also going through their own journeys on their upward climb. What leadership advice or tips can you give people uh, in terms of leading others, leading their organizations? Yeah. And I think, you know, if, if you're looking at leading, you know, what I do, neurodiverse, neurodiversity at work uh, programs, you know, the, the leadership piece is a few things. Make sure that you you start small. Uh, you, you don't want to start with 15 to 20 individuals. Four to six would be great. Uh, it can be less, can be a little bit more. Uh, but the managers, if you are a leader, you need to understand stand and promote and vet the managers who will be working with these neurodivergent individuals uh, on a daily basis. You need to make sure that you understand how that manager provides performance 
feedback? Are they empathetic? What is their what is their team that works for them now? What do they think of them? You need to develop that support system, that circle of mentoring and ERGs and BRGs, which are you know resource groups within organizations that help out. It's also ensuring that you have a tie to that executive sponsorship and making sure the leaders are understanding what you're doing, uh, you know, on a weekly, monthly basis. Um, Make sure you're promoting what you're doing inside your company. If you're a leader, you should be out there going, hey, listen, we're doing this in this space. You know, think about another space. Make sure you join the Neurodiversity Work Roundtable after your program, your pilot program. That Neurodiversity Work Roundtable is is all-encompassing from small to large companies. And all of the leaders who do this work are on that. And just make sure that you're plugged in with uh, Disability In, kind of the the parent organization and the place that uh, houses our Neurodiversity at Work Roundtable. So I think those three or four or five, or however many I mentioned, are kind of the way that you should lead. I sat in on one of those roundtables, and it was such an eye-opener for me listening to you guys that are, you know, in, in the trenches of this movement, talking about removing the barriers and creating more, more open environment, more inclusive environments. And so, yeah, check that out. I'm going to make sure to put the, the link to that on my show notes. So, Anthony, we have a tradition here on the show to ask our guests the leadership love question. And here it is in your own words. How do we lead with care and love? We're talking about practical love, right? Love in action that leads to results. How do we do it day in and day out? Yeah, I, I think it's a couple of things. Um, I think it's understanding others for one. You know, a, a lot of today's society is, it feels like to me in my own words, that it's me oriented. I would love to see people kind of expand outside of who they are. And I think when you're, Speaking of what we're trying to do and, and lead by example in this particular space, the, the neurodivergent space, you're missing a whole lot of opportunity if you haven't developed some of that empathy. You know, go out, look up what empathy is and, and how to build it, but also just be kind to your fellow human beings, people. It will it will broaden your horizons. It will allow you to, to love. And I think it will allow you to lead in a better space as well. Mm, profound. Thank you for that. Before we come to a close, I just want to shine the spotlight again on CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. So what do you got going on at the organization that our listeners need to know? Yeah, well, I think uh, some of the, uh, the the most recent stuff that we got going on is this Neurodiversity Career Connector, which is a... Uh, it's a place where neurodivergent individuals and companies alike who have these programs can marry up talent, right? So it's it's also, you know, it's where resumes go and jobs go, but it's for neurodivergent uh, individuals. And Microsoft, DUI, JP Morgan Chase, and CAI Neurodiverse Solutions are leading the way of building that platform for people and organizations uh, to get together and understand that there's opportunities out there. And I think, you know, if you need more information on that or neurodiverse solutions, CAI neurodiverse solutions to, to kind of help uh, with, you know, your business or sourcing needs or to build a program, just, you know, reach out to CAI neurodiverse solutions at CAI.io. Be more than happy to, to speak with everyone about that. I will include that as well in my show notes. And Anthony, we bring it home with two final questions. Personally, what's really tugging at your heart right now that you'd like us to know? Yeah. So I think, you know, that the world is is a bit challenging, not just here in the United States, but uh, all over globally, as, as we probably all know. And, you know, we talk about the humanization and we talk about different people uh, in different countries. It's all the same. Um, my hope is that, you know, we can get back to a bit of normality uh, with whatever is going on in the world, that probably tugs at me the most. And I think there's opportunities uh, that we can help people with who maybe haven't found uh, jobs. And I just, you know, there's a lot I could say, um, but uh, I- I'm going to keep it at that. <laughs> well, maybe you can tie this into your closing remark because you get to close us out, bring us home with 
a key takeaway or something that's going to inspire us? Yeah, well, I hope, uh, you know, over the, the course of the time that we've had together, Marcel, people have taking, uh, have taken an understanding what it's like to work with, to bring to fruition programs that are helping others, whether it's a neurodivergent program or another program. I think what I want people to understand is that there is opportunities for everybody out there. There is a space for everyone to do their own thing and look past what you see and delve into the human being that they are. Uh, This will make a better world for certain. And you and this conversation, I know, has made a better world uh, as well for all of us, especially people in the workplace. And so I'm so honored and I'm so glad that I found you guys. Uh, I'm an ally. I'm going to be an advocate for CAI and CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. So I so much thank you for joining us today and for everything that you're doing out in the world. And thank you for leading this conversation. It's, uh, it's extremely important, my friend. Once again, if you'd like more information on the ways CAI Neurodiverse Solutions can support your DEI goals, business, and sourcing needs, please contact CAI Neurodiverse Solutions at CAI.io. I'll be sure to include that in my show notes. That wraps it up. Thank you, Love and Action Tribe, for joining the conversation. And you can continue the conversation and comment on this episode with hashtag Love in Action Podcast. And as I mentioned, look for my show notes on my website, marcelschwantes.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Love in Action Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it, subscribe, and leave us a review. Until next time, don't forget, the future of leadership is love in action. Believe it, practice it, and watch your business grow.